<laughs> Did I scare you? Listening to the podcast that answers the only question that matters in horror film, did I scare you? I am your host, Jake Albrecht. And I am his lovely co-host, and America's little brother, Finn, with the same last name. Lovely co-host? Yeah, sure. I'm feeling awfully pretty today. Okay, well, this isn't the podcast where my brother brags about how attractive he is. This oh, is the stop. podcast where we two brothers switch off picking horror movies in an attempt to scare the other one. Vinny, you selected the movie this week. What is the name of the movie you selected? I have selected the movie that is, I think it was 1993. Nope, way off, decade off, 1983. Oh, 1983, oh, okay. I saw there was a three, but I was totally wrong. You just went rogue on that. You were like, I'll decide which decade. (laughs) You know what, that's a fun game where it's like, let's see if Jake can correct me on the date. Yes, 1983, we are doing another David Cronenberg movie. We are doing Videodrome. Videodrome, yes. This has a unique distinction for one of our movies. Vin, do you know why? Because it's another Cronenberg movie? Well, there's that. But also, it stars Debbie Harry, who I have personally spoken to on the phone. Really? That's right. I set up her air conditioner (laughs) tune-ups. You know what she said to me, Vin? Thank you very much. She said, you can call me, call me anytime. <laughs> no, you she know, said you... 8 to 12 sounds good. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, because she's like, you know, 10 o'clock, I'm usually in bed. So it's like, mm-hmm. that would just be awfully rude. And she said, I have to go to the doctor for my heart of glass. <laughs> More bloody <laughs> references? Those are the only two songs I know. Let's move on. This is pretty good. As I, I won't lie. I... I enjoyed it. I don't care if anybody else did. I enjoyed it. Uh, Yeah, for those of you who haven't listened to our previous episodes where we covered David Cronenberg, uh, three things to know about him. He's Canadian, which is again at the forefront here. (laughs) Did you catch it quicker this time, Vin? It did. I, you know, I, it took, (laughs) the only person that's not Canadian is James Wood. So I don't, Debbie Harry's not Canadian. Oh. But yeah, no, and it stars James Woods. That's not one of his things. Uh, Cronenberg's movies always have body horror. That's a big check on this one. Yeah, big old one, yeah. And (laughs) they have to do with psychological issues and tumors, so. So, Always with the tumors and something so psychological that even my mind's like, that just, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely... Uh. Like, the brood the brood felt like it was really up on itself with a lot of the psychological, like, more or less torment that one could do to another through, like, I don't know, like, marriage and bad relationships. And it felt a little too up on itself since, you know, he was going through a divorce and whatnot. This one... <clears throat> It's it's out there, and it has a lot to do with technology, that's for sure. 
Yeah, it's pretty clear he's very concerned about television in this one. <laughs> very. And so if you were to ask him, like, is video games and television ruining the minds of the youth? He would like if if he could jump through the screen and choke you and say, yes, he would. Yeah, which is not an argument that I typically am persuaded by in real life. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, I don't want to spoil, but like I find it a little easier to swallow in this movie, even though it's like. He's not saying anything terribly sophisticated here, but... No, it's... Yeah, listen, it's a tried-and-true argument that literally has not gone away since I've been born. Yeah, I feel like Cronenberg's just so good at doing, like, setting and, like... The tone of the movie is, like, so... <laughs> and weird. Yeah, yeah, it's... That, like, it really just comes off as, like, I had a fucking nightmare about TV and this is what it looks like. I yeah I would I would say that's probably where he got his idea for this movie from. It's just you know it's funny it's just it's an over glorification of like ultra sex and violence in television. I think he had like really yes. pushed it to like the max with this. And because it's forty years ago, there's like it's easy to look back and be like, well, there's certain stuff that he was very ahead of his time on, like seeing which way it was going. And there's other stuff where it's like, uh, there's kind of a level that we don't like to cross with that dude. That pre- that pretty much stays consistent through history. But let's just say I'm very happy that we are not living in a Cronenberg future that snuff films is like a normal thing that people watch on the everyday basis. At least yeah, on not like, like public <laughs> access. Well, I log off here tonight. I'm not checking out the latest snuff film on <laughs> HBO Max after this. <laughs> like, oh man, I just just can't wait to see what. What kind of awful torture I can witness tonight. It's also kind of funny because it's always like, listen, David Cronenberg, you're the grodiest shit I can find to watch, so... <laughs> That's, yeah, you know... Who uh, are you to come out criticizing people? I don't see any fucking chest vaginas in any other movies I watch. <laughs> yup. Well, we might as well get into it then. We already broke in. Yeah. Through, <laughs> through the chest vagina. I do want to, as I always do, ask Ovin, have you ever seen this movie before? I have seen bits and pieces, but have not seen it all the way through. Okay. All right. That's fine. I've never seen it before. I did watch, I think, a particular scene in a class I took in college. So it was a pretty key scene (laughs) involving what I just talked about. So I kind of knew what I was in for already. Yeah, I think the scene that I remember the most is him getting involved with the television. And that was like, I'm like I don't even know what I'm fucking watching right now, but this is uh, it's pretty wild. So let that yeah. just kind of like kind of tantalize you. Yeah, and I brought this up during Possessor, and I might as well mention again now, this movie is very much like a later movie did Existence. Although that one was about video games. A lot of the same themes. A lot of very similar, like, body horror shit going on in it. A lot of, like, gross gelatinous guns. (laughs) This is, like, the... Now this is, like, the fourth time you brought up Existence. So it's, like, I think this week I'm I'm finally going to actually watch that movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. Why not? Hey, folks, go watch that movie. You don't even have to listen to us. Like, just go check it out. Whatever. Well, we're not going to cover it since it's not a horror movie, so. 
could I don't I don't think it is like it's more sci-fi I'd say but anyways Vinny let us tarry no further let us get into the meat of this movie are you ready yeah I don't fucking care we're doing it anyways okay and then we get ye old universal logo when we start and your sort of basic 1980s soundtrack music and then we get an old style tv turning on and straightening out for the title card you know it does like the fuzzy letters at first and then yeah yeah scan lines is doing the there's kind of halloween-esque font and scan lines i'm glad that you knew the actual uh phrase for it yeah Uh, that's that's how um basically the receptors on a tv work it just constantly has scan lines where it's rendering the screen and listen folks in case you just thought it was a couple of jackasses joking about when dogs died movies you're learning a little something today maybe i don't know i might have <laughs> oh fuck he made it up never mind uh, there's a dog here man it starts the clock <laughs> Anyways, we get a quick TV ad that brags the TV you take to bed, which I suppose is what counts for Cronenberg's double entendre, because it's like, do you get it? He's going to fuck that TV later. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually pretty good. But listen, in reality, though, you would not be taking a huge box TV like that to bed with you. It would crush you. You do do the little one that Johnny Depp takes to bed with them, right? (laughs) Yeah, probably. I don't know, though. Like, I'd be... Very scared that that thing would roll off me in the middle of the night and, like, break. You had more to say about taking this TV to bed than I could have ever anticipated. You're welcome. (laughs) Then there's a woman on TV doing a wake-up call for James Woods, and she also informs him he has a meeting with some Japanese partners. And Woods finally starts to stir after a couple of minutes of this. And then we get a quick cut of him making some coffee while looking at some nude photos. Yeah, I mean, like, who hasn't prepared breakfast while looking at porn? It's just a lot more discreet these days because you could do it on your phone. All right, so it's pretty, like, gross to start. Is it, how much grosser is it when he smears the cold pizza sauce on the photo? (laughs) It's pretty fucking gross. (laughs) Yeah, there's something about that that's just, like, so lewd. (laughs) Yeah. Now I, I've already turned something dirty, dirtier. All right, and folks, if you hear anything in the background of this episode, it is my dog desperately trying to get into this room. Oh no, not again! All right, he's in the classic hotel now, going for his meetings. Uh, that's the name for it. It's not like I'm saying like classic hotel. <laughs> and some couple is having a loud fight down the hall. So this like kind of a seedy-looking hotel from the look of it. And inside the room, Woods tells the Japanese guy he looked at the stills, and he's interested in the show. And he asked the guy to watch the last episode, so the guy pulls out the tape. But he protested at first, because he's like, oh, but we set up all the stuff in the first two. And Woods is like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, don't care. Gimme, gimme, gimme. So I'm like, oh, cool. I see that James Wood has developed an independent foreign porn taste. (laughs) We get someone else's thoughts on that pretty soon. (laughs) We cut to a pretty stereotypical Japanese situation where there's like a a geisha uh, pretty much nude immediately pulling, what is the way to say, a carved dildo out of a... (laughs) (laughs) I I guess that's it. It's a carved dildo. (laughs) Yeah, uh, she's ready to go. 
She's, she's got her party. samurai sword. She's she's definitely maximizing her samurai dreams. So we see uh, Woods watching this dispassionately suddenly in a room with a couple other suits. He's like, can we get away with it? Do we want to get away with it? <laughs> this is sort of hilarious vid from a post HBO future where it's like, I, there was just like eight seasons of like brother and sister fucking that like people went wild for. So you can and will get away with it. Trust me. <laughs> Absolutely. And they'll want more. <laughs> so much so that I'll turn around and save her in the old oh, spoilers. <laughs> if one of the guys says Asian sex, it's a plus. <laughs> oh, and the God. other one's like, it's not dirty enough for me. And Woods is like, yeah, I don't think it's hardcore enough either. I, you know what? It's just dawned on me. I have chosen the ultimate fucking video movie. Why do you say that? Well, we're just maximized on porn and, and nudity on this one. I wouldn't say that that's, <laughs> that's not usually what I, <laughs> oh, the criteria I, that I use to call it a video movie, so. Oh, you're talking about the old, well, I mean, there's a little bit of that, you know. Kinda, we'll get to it. All right, we cut to the top of an apartment building where a giant satellite dish is moving around, and some guy in a vest is doing this for a harassed-looking James Wood in, a, like, a secret room, and they're looking for some feed that keeps getting scrambled. And he's like, it even keeps beating my D-scrambler. He's like, I'm unscrambling the scramblies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Vinny, this video is basically a snuff video coming from Malaysia. Although, pretty hilariously, it takes no, it's... everybody in this movie a long time to realize it. It's... Did know. It comes up. I thought it wasn't from Malaysia. It's from... They'll... No, I got it. I got you. Yeah, yeah, All right, yeah. so there's two hooded guys dragging a woman prisoner around. And Woods gives the guy shit about the signs. Uh, what the... He's made adver- What the hell? Oh, you fuck your notes up there. <laughs> no. Woods watches this video for a while, and then when he leaves, he's like, you made a bunch of signs advertising your illegal pirating business. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy has signs that were like, pirating broadcasting. <laughs> he's changed. You know, it's just one of those kind of like out in the open where it's like I can't clearly get in trouble if at least I base what I, I am out in the open, right? That is a false supposition. <laughs> that's well. That's his. Obviously, that's what he was going for. I mean, he's got other stuff going on. I guess this was really just to uh, throw James Woods off his set. <laughs> he you was like, "I'm just a moron pirate." Or wink. <laughs> Woods is like, "I don't know why your eye keeps doing that." Well, actually, that really makes a lot of sense. Now that we, that was good that we brought that up. It'll make sense later. All right, later, Woods is lighting up a cigarette on a TV interview, and he offers a smoke to Debbie Harry, personal friend of mine, but she demurs. <laughs> and they're both being interviewed by another woman, and Harry, who is famous, of course, for being in the uh, band Blondie, is uncharacteristically brunette in this movie. Or is she redhead? Later, it seems very red. I can't tell. It seemed brunette to me at first. It could just be the TV fucking with us. That could be, too. Also, the colors on my TV could just be messed up. <laughs> Are you I colorblind, too? I don't... 
I don't know why this blue guy keeps asking me that. <laughs> this woman uh, interviewing Woods asks him why his channel offers softcore pornography and violence. And Woods is like, yeah, that pays good. So, yeah, that's he's pretty like, much we, it. <laughs> we're, we're trying to actually come up with a new title for our station. It's called Skinamax. I wonder if this is what Cronenberg was getting upset about. <laughs> it's all coming together. Yeah, this is an age-old question. Is TV ruining people? The real answer is, yeah, kind of is. You know, but we're human. Like we're. Why like, do you say that? Because I don't agree with that. I just, humans are sustainable to being manipulated from TV and social media. So do it's, you, I mean, like, obviously at this point, the bigger concern would be the internet. Yes, I just think that people. But like forty years from now, people will be like, "Oh, it's the brain cloud that's ruining people, not computers." Well, I feel like people's brains are just just easy enough to be manipulated by stuff. So it's just like, yeah, I I think that there are certain people that probably should not be shown certain things. That's like so ridiculous. Cause like being like, oh, sex and violence. Why would people want to do that? That's just like a modern thing. It'd be like. Dude, as old as time, people went to place to be like, give me some fucking fighting, and then give me some fucking fucking. That's what I want. <laughs> give me some fighting and fucking fuck. That's another t-shirt right there. So it's like, I, that's not, <laughs> that's not like, in modern times, it'd be like, oh my god, you watch The Sopranos, like, that's too violent. It'd be like, bitch, people in Rome watch Christians get eaten by lions. Now that's a fucking show. That's true. I guess it's to to a certain degree yeah i mean it's just like it's already like we've crossed that that line a long time ago before we were even born so it's just like it's just a part of our society i mean you like you could easily and i don't know i shouldn't get too far into this but like you could argue the other way because like the vietnam war and after that proved that people when they actually saw warfare were like ooh, i don't like that Right, 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 right. Like, before that, it was easier to pretend like it's just a glorious thing. It's not like your son getting his bottom half blown off. But then when you actually see the pictures, it's like, that's not, like, fucking true. So, like, yeah, people like some grody stuff, but, like, they're just living out some weird fantasies. And, like, it's not that harmful, like, in the privacy of your own home. Unless, you know. Anyways, vote libertarian. (laughs) Unless you use it in a certain man, I just think that there's certain people. Probably not. Not everybody should get that kind of access. Yeah. At anywho. At any rate, or anywho, I guess I was somewhere in between there. <laughs> uh, all right. She, uh, the television lady, asked Woods if he cares that he's contributing to the moral downfall of society, and his retort is basically like. These freaks got play somewhere. I keep them all in one spot. <laughs> and Debbie Harry's like, we're living in overstimulated times. And Woods is like, obviously, if you cared about that, you wouldn't have dressed like that. Because she is wearing a red dress, which is I'm like, that's He's just asking. That's not that suggestive, dude. Yeah, what <laughs> it's weird flirting. Yeah, and Woods segues from that into asking Debbie Harry out to dinner. And while he's making his move, the host asks some guy who's like on a television in the room talking with them uh, what he thinks about all this. And the guy on the TV is like, TV's too dangerous to be on. That's why I'm only on TVs on TV. 
that's how that's how I counteract all of that. I can't physically be there on interview and have the camera suck my soul out from there. <laughs> I have my own camera at home that helps you know keep my soul intact. Anyways, he's like, I made up a name for TV, and soon we'll all have names for TV. And I'm like, you're cr- <laughs> you're pretty close, bro, but uh, you're thinking of like screen names for computers <laughs> <laughs> or different streaming accesses. <laughs> and the host is like, asks Harry if Woods is a menace, and she's like, definitely to me. But now Woods is back at the pirate feed, asking about the torture show, and he's asking the pirate what the plot of this show is. And how they can get actors to do this. And I'm like, oh, dude, come on. He just does not understand what exactly a snuff film is. He's excited about the low production costs. And I'm like, this is literally how reality television was invented. (laughs) He's he's in wonderment. He's watching. He goes like, how do they make it look so real? (laughs) It looks like her skin's really coming up when they whip her. (laughs) She's begging for her life, and I am convinced. (laughs) The pirate guy tells him that the feed's not really coming from Malaysia. It's from Pittsburgh. Arrow, of course it's from Pittsburgh. Filthy fucking people from Pittsburgh. They call it the Steel City because that's the kind of whips they use. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Debbie Harry is on air with someone at a radio station who called in, and she's telling whoever this person is that her sister isn't the problem. She is. She's fucking crazy. <laughs> oh. And Woods is watching this go on through the window like, wow, she's really got a hold of this situation. And the woman on the phone breaks down. It's like, I hate my sister. You're right. I need help. And she's like, Harry, I know. That's why I'm here. Now go kill your sister. <laughs> I believe she actually tells her to go to a distress center. And then she gets off the line. And we find out that this is a radio station. Where, Vin? In Toronto. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, you got me. I have Pittsburgh on the mind. You should have guessed, man. I did. I guessed Pittsburgh. No, no, come on. Cronenberg's always coming at you from Ontario. It's either Ontario or Montreal. Well, actually, no, all of it's Ontario. Oh yeah, that's where he's rocking. It's the New York of Canada. That's what they say. I don't think they do. Well, they listen, Metropolis. Was uh, designed after Toronto, so. This is for Canadian Superman? No, it's it's true. (laughs) I've never heard that, but I don't care to discuss it further. I'm trying to get to the next note. Will Vinny let me? Find out next week on Did I Scare You? I just wanted to make note that during this radio interview that this lady's doing, I was like, (laughs) this movie's got a lot of, like, sweet kind of audio imperfections to it, so it's a real ASMR pervs, like, wet dream. What I was thinking is, I was like, this is a real fucked up episode of Frasier. It's just like, <laughs> I tell you what, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> that that would be the only way for me to finally watch Frasier. <laughs> I'm Dr. Frasier Crane, and you're a fucking crazy psycho. <laughs> you're fucking sick. Go down the street and get some help. I've been Frasier. <laughs> Anyways, uh, right. She gets, uh, uh, yeah, all right. Harry is at Wood's apartment later that night, and she asks if he has any porno to get them started with the sex in. So, yeah, no kink shaming here, folks. 
Yeah, I don't got a problem with that. Anyway, no. she finds a tape called Videodrome. She asks Woods what it is. And if you're excited to hear that word, you're going to get sick of it pretty soon. Yeah, they they use it so many times that I forget what the meaning of it was. So Woods, when she asks him what it is, it's like torture, murder. She's like, oh, very good. So she puts it in. <laughs> Just Woods what is I like, wanted. <laughs> What's this like? It's not sexy. And Harry's like, I'll be the judge of that, bro. <laughs> she puts it on. She's like, oh, I'm like a geyser down. <laughs> Classy. <laughs> we see a naked woman tied up and getting flogged by a guy. And Harry's like, oh, my God. What's this like? I'm so sorry. He goes to <laughs> shut it off. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, no. Mama like. <laughs> And then Harry's like, you know what would be a next good step is if you would take a knife out, knife up, and cut me on the shoulder. And Woods like points some, some scars on her shoulder. And goes, I think somebody beat me to that. <laughs> and she's like, yes, about twenty times. Now, Vinny, if Woods thinks this is a scripted show that uh, he can't quite figure out the plot of, Harry has her own crazy ideas because she's like, well, this is obviously a game show, but how do you get to compete on it? How does <laughs> it was just like, I don't know. Nobody seems to make it to next week. <laughs> How does one win this game? I think I wanna... she believes it's just like by enduring it. I, I, hmm. I wish that I can live in their brains and just like immediately my mind instead of going, oh, that woman is being tortured and killed and being like, oh, what a fun game show. Yeah, you could argue that they're, like, a lot more innocent than we are. Listen, I Korean and Japanese game shows are fucking weird, so I wouldn't put it past that there's somewhere on the dark web that shit like that exists. I don't know about that. At any rate, uh, Woods asks about the shoulder again, and Harry's like, oh, a buddy of mine did that. And she asks if he wants to give it uh, a whirl. So we cut to them naked on the floor in front of the torture video. And Woods is putting a needle into Harry and then tasting the blood. What? Yeah, this is like one year away from like really freaking people the fuck out. Yeah, again, not kink shaming, but definitely not my thing. Yeah, yeah, right at the beginning of AIDS. (laughs) So we get some heavy mic action on their lips while they're making out, which is like the grossest thing possible because it's all like, Yeah, see? ASMR fucking wet dream. <laughs> we got that shit on here too, man. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that, you sick freaks. <laughs> Go to the distress center, you sick fucks. <laughs> All right, Wood sounds like he's sucking a lemon dry as he kisses her neck and then it fades to black a little. <laughs> and then Shelby Phil <laughs> guy sucking a lemon gift. <laughs> Woods is heading to the office the next day, and his secretary tells him someone's been waiting for him for an hour, and it's some old lady showing him a group nude scene in in Greece, and Woods is like, "Eh, I want something up to date. And Woods is like, hey, listen, lady, old lady, do you know about Videodrome? And she's like, Videodrome? And he goes, Videodrome? And she's like, Videodrome? And he says, Videodrome. And then they were all like, Videodrome, Videodrome, Videodrome. (laughs) He's like, it's just torture and murder, but uh, I think it's pretty much what's next in television. 
And then she's like, is there a chance that the <laughs> videotape can bend? She said, not a, your life, my... <laughs> Grease friend. Yeah, I was <laughs> Mediterranean friend. <laughs> All right, Wood tells, Woods tells the lady that if she tracks it down for him, she'll get a commission. And she's like, I'll give it a whirl. Then she pitches Woods on him producing his own show, but he's like, I don't have the temperament. And we cut to Woods and Harry post-fucking at his apartment later, and Harry tells him she's going away for two weeks. She's heading to Pittsburgh. She tells Woods she's going to audition for the Videodrome show, and Woods tells her to stay away from it. And he's like, they play rougher than even you want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure they do. <laughs> And then Woods is like, you know, in Brazil, they execute people for making underground videos. And I'm like, I, what? What does that have to do with this? Clearly, he thinks that people at Pittsburgh do the same. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get fined for this, maybe. Like, you'll be fine. Listen, they they treat dirty sex pirates in Pittsburgh very differently. <laughs> yeah. And Harry doesn't get this either, she's, so she's like, hey, Woods, check this out. And she puts a lit cigarette out on her chest, and Woods is like, no, don't. But he does take the cigarette from her and give it a sniff after her. <laughs> Which, I mean, you're just going to smell smoke. There's no flesh on that. <laughs> there might be a piece. It's it's cauterized. It's burned. Yo, know, Avi, the only thing we could do is to take 10 lit cigarettes and put them on our skin and then find out. You and go what you first. Have to do, in order to control for the experiment, you have to give it to strangers and be like, what does this smell like? Except you'll be like, I'm sure you'll keep ruining it by being like, does this smell like bird skin? And I'll be like, Vinny, no. <laughs> You're cheating. <laughs> like, now we gotta do 10 more. Ah! I'm running out of room on my back. Anyways, for some reason, we're in a restaurant with a belly dancer going around, and Woods is meeting the old TV lady again. She lights a cigarette, and <laughs> I'm sure he's getting hard under the table when she does. <laughs> he's like, do you want to put that out on my skin? <laughs> She's like, hey, dude, are you hungover? Because he looks pretty shitty. And he's like, nope, I just stayed up too late watching television. Yeah, TV lady's like, I got a hold of some people, and he should leave Videodrome alone. It's not for public consumption. She's like, it's dangerous and political. Vinny, <laughs> what do you imagine the politics of Videodrome are? I don't know. They can't be nearly as bad as Newsmax's political. <laughs> That's just a joke to our more conservative <laughs> listeners. Wink, yeah. wink. I'm sure that election audit's coming around any day now. <laughs> Anyways, the TV lady says, no, wait, I already did that. Uh, Woods is like, give me specifics. She's like, it's not acting. It's a snuff video. Which I'm like, that doesn't seem political. Then. That seems awfully forced. And he's like, why would they do it for real? She's like, there's a philosophy behind it that he couldn't understand. And I'm like, I'm there with him. Yeah. I mean, he's right there trying to understand the whole entire thing. Like, mm -hmm, I get it. It's not a game show. So you're saying it's a snuff film. Mm -hmm. The old lady says, like, you need to be nice to me in order to find out more. She's like, 
uh, he offers to fuck her, and she's like, yeah. "You're pretty much too old for me, dude." Then yeah. she like gives a wink at like a younger waiter. Yeah, but he doesn't look that much younger than <laughs> James Woods, though. It's just better looking. <laughs> I mean, come on, let's be real. Not really. No, he has like this. He has oh, this fro. He's gonna and... get super judgy on the waiter. Let's do this. He just looks exactly the same age as James Wood, and he's got this grotee and Woods, a fro. Woods, you keep leaving off the S. Okay. <laughs> All right, so the, what? The waiter looks what? I said he looks exactly the same age as James Woods, except he's less attractive because he's got a fro and a goatee, and those just aren't good looks. True, but he hasn't been up all night watching television. Yeah, that will definitely put a little bit of a damper on your looks. Yeah. Well, after this, Woods is like, look, I'll make your stupid Greek show if you hook me up with the name for Videodrome. And And she's like, it's not stupid. (laughs) The only name she has is the weird professor from the talk show he was on, where the guy that was on the TV that won't be on TV... Unless he's on a TV. So that's how you're going to introduce him from now on. That's too much. Because <laughs> there's a lot of talk about him. So Woods is outside walking through a mass of homeless people, and he goes to a place called the Cathode Ray Mission, which I guess is a shelter for people who have been fucked up by television. This more no this. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's, I guess it is like a detox clinic for like homeless people who are just like obsessed with televisions or like a rena center. Yeah, like they have them set up with televisions like it's fucking methadone for them. That's pretty hilarious. Is that why all the TVs are chained down too, so they don't just steal them? Yeah, so they don't like go and like watch it on their own on a bender. <laughs> no, it comes later with that guy that bat. <laughs> He's got a battery powered TV. Yeah. So Woods introduces himself to the professor's daughter who works at the mission, and she takes him up to an ornate office with a bunch of leather-bound books that I'm sure would impress Ron Burgundy. And the daughter tells him that he looks like the TV junkies they have waiting out front. (laughs) He wants to talk to the professor, but she basically is like, I screen his calls for him. So Woods is like, oh, well, maybe he would be interested in talking about Videodrome. And she oh. says, Videodrome? He says, Videodrome. Videodrome. <laughs> Videodrome. Videodrome. So he leaves on that note, like, uh-huh, I've got her attention now. And then he's kind of going through your basic Lisa Needs Braces voiceover outside. <laughs> We're just like, Videodrome is a real thing. Debbie Harry's like, I want to be on Videodrome. It's like, Videodrome is really torture. Debbie Harry says, I want to be on Videodrome. He's like, oh, Debbie Harry's really going to get tortured. <laughs> and then you just hear the whipping sounds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Woods uh, is back at his apartment and he takes a gun out of some wrapping. And I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? It's exactly what I wrote, too. I'm like, where did he get that thing? And the gun comes apart in his hand, so... We have to imagine he's not so experienced with it. Yeah, man. Hey, proper gun safety is no joke. You really need to, like, hunker down, clean that thing, and understand the mechanics of it. And that's yeah, just you true. wrap it in burger paper, hide it <laughs> under your couch, forget where it is for weeks at a time, and then when you get drunk, you go looking for it. 
you go looking for it and you keep grasping like you know you want because you want to make sure but as soon as you grab it you're pulling the trigger and you have to look in the hole to make sure there's nothing (laughs) in the chamber you have to get it real close that's not true i don't we don't condone unsafe gun shit so seriously don't do that Get it right up next to you. Like, if it's not touching eyeball, it's not a really check-in. Anyways, there's a knock on the door, and it's the secretary with this wake-up cassette. She also tells Woods that Harry's company says she's not on assignment. She had a vacation time she's taking. So she's going for Videodrome, Vin. Videodrome? Videodrome. <laughs> then the secretary picks up the Videodrome tape. Videodrome? That's right. And Woods tells her not to touch it. And not waiting a moment, he sprints over and slaps her in the face twice. <laughs> yeah, well, he slaps her once. And yeah, then and then turns... the second time, she looks like Debbie Harry. Right. Then, then he slaps her again. And then she yeah. turns back. Then he slaps her again. And then when it's <laughs> over, she's like, you scared me. And I'm like, D- wait, did he not hit her? And then he's like, jeez, I'm sorry for hitting her. And she's like, you didn't. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Now, is it as bad, though? Because <laughs> it's just like, well, it's implied, but maybe it didn't happen. But did it happen? No, it didn't happen. He was he. This is the first of his many hallucinations. Because of Videodrome. Videodrome. Now, he scratches his stomach and tells her he thinks he's starting to get a rash. <laughs> she offers to stay with him, but he rushes her out of there. And she mentions on her way out the door that she got a package from the professor. And she promised she'd hand deliver it to him. And Woods rushes over the tape. When he takes it out, it sort of undulates at him. So he drops <laughs> it on the floor. It's like fucking breathing. And, and that's the moment where you're like, shit, I should have only took one dose instead of two. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it looks like there's a wave underneath the skin. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly good when your video cassettes are fucking breathing. <laughs> Yeah, like the fucking flowers in Midsommar. (laughs) Now, he stares at it for a few seconds before picking it up, and this time it doesn't move, and he even tries shaking it like, do it again. (laughs) And then he puts the tape in his VCR and rewinds it, which I was like, oh, yeah, right, you had to do that. (laughs) And the professor is on his TV saying, the battle for the mind of America will be fought in the Videodrome. Videodrome? Videodrome. Now, the professor goes on to say whatever happens on the video screen is real to the person who's watching it. (laughs) (laughs) Then he's suddenly addressing Woods directly, and he's like, I'm so glad you came to me. I've been through this. You're already starting to hallucinate and losing reality. This guy reminds me a lot of, like, Vincent Price. (laughs) Kind of. Although he's based on Marshall McLuhan, who was a pretty famous media expert in the 1970s i don't want you know what i don't remember enough about marshall McLuhan to say any more than that just say he looks like vincent price sure uh vinnie a hooded person comes up behind the professor he goes on to say he had a brain tumor but he thinks the visions caused the tumor not the other way around so tv gives you fucking tumors while I'm trying to do the math on the possibilities of this, the figure has tied up the professor and starts strangling him with the wire. And the professor's like, I was Videodrome's first victim. 
And so clearly he likes to get choked, so that's and his what's thing. what's like, what does Videodrome want? And the figure takes off their hood to reveal it's Debbie Heron. She's like, I want you, James Woods. And she's like, come to me. And he keeps creeping towards the TV. And she's doing it in this like weird ghostly voice. It's like, come to me. Come on. But it's like Gross. echoing I, through the room. I'm going to mute my <laughs> mute my headphones. You do that again. Come to <laughs> me. Anyways. Video joke. So this is the scene where the whole entire TV set is just as as that word that you said earlier is undulating. That's a fancy word, right? You felt it's, good saying it. It's pretty nice, yeah. You know, even that TV felt it when I said <laughs> it. <laughs> it always gets the TV go. Yeah, that TV's hot and fucking wet, man. <laughs> and speaking of which, she starts breathing heavy, and the TV is like. Shaken with pleasure as he strokes it. <laughs> and she repeats in a distorted voice that she wants Woods. And <laughs> there's a close-up of just her lips on the TV. And she keeps telling him that she wants him to come to her. And then her lips sort of press out of the TV into his face. And he, like, presses his face in between them. It's like his head's, like, basically going between, like, the butt cheeks. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's just, he's just he's yeah, it's going an old fashioned Rikishi stink face for <laughs> your classic wrestling fans. So this this dude's about to like totally back it with his TV set, but it'd be pretty hilarious because clearly he's hallucinating, or is he? But I think it'd be pretty funny if like his assistant came back in and it was just like, oh, I forgot to tell you, James, and he's just kind of there, just he's humping just like his dry TV. humping the shit out of his TV. <laughs> Just, like, scratching up the screen with, like, the buttons on his pants. <laughs> Turn that knob everywhere. Just changing channels. Just click, 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 click. While the secretary, like, wordlessly crosses him off possible sexual partners list in her mind. She's, like, done and done. It's like, yuck. Anyways... <laughs> We cut to a very old-fashioned TV show on at the cathode ray mission, and the professor's daughter is walking around, and she finds a very gaunt-looking Woods waiting for her with the tape. So she takes him upstairs and asks if he watched it, and he's like, I did. And she's like, well, this shit's dangerous. And they keep talking about how it bites. And Woods admits that he's been hallucinating since the first time he saw Videodrome. So... Apparently the way it works is the hallucination can change based on the imagery, on whatever the tape is. But the signal, in essence, creates a tumor, because it's a Cronenberg movie. Right, yeah. If it's got Cronenberg on it, there's definitely a tumor involved. And possibly Professor X. <laughs> He's always on the outskirts, man. Now, Woods is furious that she'd let him watch it knowing that it would cause him to grow a tumor. And she's like, I just got, you know, wanted to make sure it does what it's got to do. She was like, I thought you came from Videodrome. Videodrome? I was pretty sure you were an Videodrome. I was pretty sure you were an assassin. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's my bad in short. And yeah. then she lets him through a door to see her father. But he walks into a room and the only thing in there is a bunch of videotapes. And she's like, I guess since we're confessing things now... My father died months ago. 
And the only thing I have left is several thousand hours of tape that he did before he died. It's a lot of tape, too. Yeah. And she goes on to say the professor helped to create Videodrome. Videodrome? But his partners ended up killing him. And the daughter said he was cool with it, though, because he felt like life on TV is more than real than life in real life. So that's a wild shit. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but you know what? In a way, he's creating media in a new way that he'll forever be remembered by all those videos, you know? And yeah. it's like, we're kind of doing the same thing with this podcast, Jake. Oh, Vinny, I'm so glad you have enough self. That you could see that. Yes, that's precisely what we're doing. Yeah, listen, we're we're instilling our media onto this planet in some way, shape, or form. Hopefully when we're long gone, someone on Spotify at like year like three thousand and like twenty will be like, Oh, these guys are pretty fucking funny in the year twenty twenty one. More likely they'll listen to five minutes and they'll be like, Ooh, that's not for me. <laughs> Now, Woods goes to the office to talk to the pirate guy. And he's like, are you hallucinating? The guy's like, no. And Woods is watching another video from the professor back at his apartment talking about his brain tumor. And <laughs> Woods is sitting shirtless with a weird red mark at the bottom of his stomach. And Vinny, this is the scene that I saw in college. Here we go. You don't say. The professor thinks Videodrome. Is going to grow some new organs so they can get down with this video shit directly. <laughs> and Woods is sort of idly scratching his belly with his gun now. And then when Woods looks down, he notices something slightly different about his stomach. Do you want to say what that is, Finn? Oh, it looks a lot like, uh... Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, what's a delicate way to put it, Finn? Like like a female part. He grew a chest pussy. Anywho, he manages to get his <laughs> hand. <laughs> his hand gets stuck in it because he puts it inside of the, his. Of uh, what was the phrase? You know, it's like it's this... a chest pussy. So he puts his hand in his chest pussy, <laughs> and then it gets stuck in there, and he's like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, that's you know, like. It's tight at the first. <laughs> hey, listen, Vin, we've all been there. <laughs> you can't just like ram something in there. Something. Gotta go slow and gentle, buddy. Just got Trippy tickle nails a little too. Bit. <laughs> he managed just to get his hand out, but the gun he had in his hand is gone now. Which is yep. like, uh oh, it's not. And now his chest is normal. And then he starts tossing the cushions off his couch, being like, oh my god, I lost the gun again. Yeah, dude, I mean, like, that's what you get for rooting around in your, you know, your lady part thing on your chest. Your chest pussy? (laughs) Anyways, the phone rings, and someone tells Woods that a person wants to talk to him about Videodrome. Videodrome? Videodrome. There's a car waiting downstairs, and the chauffeur in the car doesn't speak to him, but a recording on a television tells him, to watch the video on the TV. And the guy says, they make glass for material, but also Videodrome, which we're more excited about. <laughs> so this is a real, like, Coke Industries type thing. 
<laughs> and he's like, listen, it's not ready for marketplace yet. It's just test transmissions. And Woods goes down to a store that's called Spectacular Optical, which I think is a pretty great name for a glasses store. Yeah, it's it's not a bad glasses store, but also I like the um, the font and the logo. It's mm-hmm. perfect. And he doesn't see anyone at first, so like he gets bored and just starts fucking around with some glasses. Yeah, it's you know that's usually what you do when you go to a glasses store. Yeah. Some guy comes out of nowhere and he's like, "You're playing with dynamite." Because those glasses are a trade secret. We're revealing them next month. But no, they're seriously like dynamite. You gotta you put those down carefully, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like nice and gentle. Don't want the glycerin to go off. <laughs> uh, he takes Woods in the back and shows him a big helmet. And he's like, I want you to put this on to record your hallucinations. And we're going to take the tape back for analysis. And Woods is like, well, do I get to trademark it? And the guy's like... I'm trying to help you. Nobody else has gone back to not crazy after they watched video draw. So Woods is like, okay, sir. (laughs) I'll settle down. So Woods sits down and they put the giant helmet on. He's like, you might be hallucinating for a while. So, you know, just enjoy it. Yeah. This is supposed to capture like his hallucinations so they can kind of like see what's going on. But this helmet is like. This helmet. It's either, it looks kind of like a Daft Punk helmet or <laughs> like the helmet that Andy Samberg puts on in Popstar, Never Stop, Never Stop It. I've never seen that movie. I need to see it. Um, It's a light yeah. that can be seen from space. <laughs> <laughs> it's this helmet. <laughs> and he accidentally shoots it into the crowd. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, this helmet definitely does not look comfortable either. He looks like he's sitting there with it on, but it's just like that thing looks like it would drag his head to the ground. A little bit of trivia. They had to get a body double to do this because James Woods was too afraid that he would be electrocuted by this helmet. <laughs> and they were right. The body double got incredibly <laughs> fried. Like, he went up in seconds. <laughs> All right, so he turns the helmet on and we see Woods seeing some infrared stuff but then it's too bright so the guy has to take the camera or has to turn the lights off in the room so so he blinded james woods <laughs> just like eddie samberg and pop star never stopped never stopping that's a great movie check it out anyways woods is holding his hands in front of his face waiting for the hallucination the guy's like uh this shit's too freaky for me so i'm pretty much gonna take off yeah, and that's when everybody comes walking in and starts laughing at him because he's sitting there like 10 minutes in the dark with this stupid helmet on. They're like, look at this dickhead with this fucking helmet on. Yeah, it's just like the whole board of optical. <laughs> <laughs> just feel like, check this asshole out. He thinks he's hallucinating. We just gave him some LSD. Just gave him LSD and then put this helmet with Christmas lights on? Come on, man. <laughs> and I guess I should say the breathing apparatus is lined with cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> all right so Vinny, an extremely pixelated debbie harry walks up to him but then her picture gets kind of smoothed out and she takes a whip off the wall and she hands the whip to woods who's just sitting in the uh the red room from videodrome 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 now with the helmet all gone and when he turns around she's tied up asking him what he's waiting for <laughs> and then we see it from a tv for a second all this is like pretty cool stuff i think yeah no the visuals are fucking wild. 
Yeah, and it, like, it's going in and out of television, so you're like, oh, how am I experiencing this? And, like, is it real? It's yeah. just good. It's good Cronenberg stuff. What's even crazier is that James Woods is about to give this uh, this woman or this TV a good weapon. Yeah, because <laughs> what eventually happens is we could see Debbie Harry on the television in the middle of the room, and then he starts whipping the television. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And from the the TV, Debbie Harry is giving excited yells. She's been a very naughty television. Yeah, that's right. Late access telly. <laughs> he needs a good whipping. Like, you went out during an NFL playoff game, didn't you, you dirty girl? <laughs> Anyways, then Debbie Harry turns into the old TV lady. Yeah. And then Woods wakes up with a start on his couch. And his TV is on, but staticky, like it's fucking poltergeist in here. And there's a lump under the sheets next to him. It's the old TV lady. She's dead and tied up. <laughs> yeah, she's fucking dead. In which I was just like, how did James Woods get all the way back to his apartment? It's like, did he hallucinate to get back in the taxi cab? <laughs> go, imagine... get the Greek, <laughs> go get the Greek woman. <laughs> no, Imagine you're walking down the street in Toronto like some asshole comes out of a glasses <laughs> store. He's got a giant helmet on. <laughs> the lights are flashing. He's just fucking walking into everything going like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to whip you good. And you're like, what the fuck? I'm just looking for an escape room. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's fucking freaky there, eh? Yeah, I have to imagine just outside of the door of his apartment is the smashed up helmet that he finally got off. <laughs> Anyways, he looks shocked and then covers her up sadly with the sheet. And then he calls the pirate guy and he's like, get to my apartment now. So when the pirate guy gets there, he's like, I need you to take pictures of what's in my bed. And the pirate guy's like, uh, what? <laughs> it was just like, just do it. He's like, don't be shy. I need pictures. Now the pirate guy goes into his room and then he comes back and he looks sad and he's like, there's nothing in your bed. Do you want me to shoot your pillows and stuff? And Woods rushes into the room and he sees that there's nothing there. And Woods is like, listen, did you tape Videodrome last night? And the pirate guy is put off saying, look, I'm not your servant. Tell me what's happening. And Woods is like, I will. I will tell you. He's like, listen, I need you to tape it. So that Woods goes to see the pirate guy, and it turns out that there was no video drone tape. The pirate guy says, there wasn't any tape last night, and I guess I should probably tell you there's never been any video drone tape. James Woods Woods is like, like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Ooh, a piece of candy. (laughs) Anyways, the pirate guy brings in the optical guy. The pirate guy's like, listen, Woods, I was playing you tapes. Video drums never been broadcast over a line. And he's like... Everybody's got a sigh of relief. The guy's like, I've basically been a plant for two years. I came here as a representative from Videodrome. We just wanted to get you involved. And... The pirate guy's like, I was never affected because I've never watched it, you sick fuck. Yeah, except now all we watched it, so we're infected too. I guess so, yeah, ring style. 
the optical guy's like, why would anyone watch? Why do you watch it, scumbag? And Wood shouts, well, you murdered the professor. Did you enjoy that? They're like, the yeah, pirate it guy's was so like, easy. <laughs> like, that asshole. Since I wasn't on a TV, he couldn't even see me coming. He's so preoccupied with looking straight ahead at the camera. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, he's a pretty easy dude to sneak up on. <laughs> now, the pirate guy's like, listen, North America is getting soft while the rest of the world gets tough. And I'm like, what the fuck is his speech? What's happening here? So the plan, I guess, is to get people tough with Videodrome. Now, I'm trying to go through in my head what's going on in 1983 that they could be talking about. And all I can imagine is, like, there are some communist uprisings in Latin American countries. So you're like, well, we're just a bunch of pussies. We got to get tougher. They're going to take us over. So this weird Videodrome is supposed to psychologically toughen people up for like a communist takeover yeah it's like gonna get us tough enough to shoot a bunch of starving venezuelans <laughs> oh be like we nailed it thanks video drum <laughs> uh, i should <laughs> otherwise they're gonna ride their wooden carts to america and take us over <laughs> So anyways, that's like this yeah, this is a weird, weird thing. And then let's see, okay. Oh, it gets uh, weird. They want to show Videodrome on the channel that Woods works for. The optical guy's like he analyzed Woods' video, and you're ready for something new. Then he holds out an undulating tape for him. Yeah. The tape's moaning. Tape. What's that? <laughs> I said another heaving tape. Yeah, and it's like all like uh uh. uh. <laughs> I need to be put in. And the wind blows back Woods' hair. The optical guy tells him to open up. Then Woods' shirt blows open and his chest pussy is back. <laughs> it's just so ready now. He really knows how to treat his chest pussy. <laughs> and Vinny, the guy jams the tape into Woods and Woods collapses on the floor. So in a way, it is kind of a Vinny movie. Yeah, there was no consent on that undulating tape being shoved in that man's chest pussy. Now, the other guys take off, and then Woods crawls into the hallway, and he hears Optical Guy talking in voiceover, telling him he needs to kill his partners and give them Channel 83. So... <laughs> That's like something ESPN's been trying <laughs> Kill our partners and kill NBC. <laughs> Now, he reaches into his chest and pulls out the gun he lost before, so I'm like, oh, thank God it's not in a park somewhere. <laughs> I like to imagine that he was trying to search for that gun. He's like, it's in here somewhere. No car keys. Oh, this is my wallet. Oh, it's right. that sandwich I was saving earlier. Definitely a mint or two. <laughs> now, the Gotta gun keep grows... it fresh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's got some weird smells going on right now in his mouth and otherwise. The gun grows spikes that attaches to his hand. So, Vinny, it's pretty much the most extreme version of a handgun now. Yeah, it's... <clears throat> I don't know what the fuck to make of it. It's, it's like, know, I guess like... it's a me it's a mechanism to, like, you know, so you don't lose your gun. Yeah, it's pretty much a cyborg. Like, the gun's part of him now. So, One with the gun. 
Woods walks into his office, gone noticeably not on his hand anymore, and people are trying to say hi to him, but he's got murder in business to attend to. <laughs> so he asks his secretary where one of the partners is, and she goes to call the partner, but he hangs up the phone. And then the executives are in a room, and Woods takes his gun out and shoots the bald one, and the other one backs against the wall, and he gets shot too. And then people rush into the room, and Woods stumbles out of there. It... <laughs> The secretary hustles him next to a Canada Dry vending machine. <laughs> and she's like, what's happened? What's the matter? And it's like, well, I'd be like, you heard gunshots. There were three guys in the room. Two of them were shot. One came out alive. What do you think happened? And she's just like, here, let me help. She's so clueless on this. Yeah. It she's would like, take her more than three times to figure out that Videodrome was a snuff film. <laughs> oh, Videodrome. So Wood stumbles out of there. He's like, fuck off. And then he checks on the gun, and he's still got it, baby. And he tries to go to the mission, but the op optical guy tells him in voiceover that she could hurt us. <laughs> so he decides a better option is breaking into the church, church next door. And then he introduces himself to the professor's daughter when he crawls through. And she's like, oh, you're here to kill me. And he's like, I don't kill people. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, your mutated gun hand says different. It's like you're an assassin for them now. They can get you to kill pretty much anyone. Yeah, he's a sleeper agent. And then he takes a giant goopy handgun out. <laughs> yeah, he kind of looks like like a, a fucking horror version of Mega Man. And then she's like moving around like hiding behind a sheet all of a sudden. And then he goes and tears the screen and it shows Debbie Harry behind it getting murdered. And the professor's daughter. Because she like, lost the game show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quicker than most. <laughs> the professor's daughter's like, she was already dead. They used her image to seduce you. And then a handgun presses itself out of the staticky TV and shoots Woods a few times in the chest. <laughs> There's also a chest on the TV that has bullets in it as well. This is a pretty weird fucking scene. Yeah, I. <laughs> I could not really make any sense of what the fuck was supposed to be going on or what the like basically like what is this supposed to mean <laughs> it was like woods was on the tv and he shot himself basically foreshadowing kind of yeah <laughs> and now he's sitting in a chair and she's like it's always hard to remove the cassette so i guess we have to imagine that's how we got it out of himself Okay. <laughs> and she's like, now you are the video word made flesh. And she says he needs to destroy Videodrome. Videodrome? Videodrome. Long live the new flesh. <laughs> and new Woods flesh, is waiting up. New flesh. <laughs> Hold on. They chant that a couple more times. It's creepy. <laughs> uh, Woods is waiting outside the optical store, and a homeless guy is watching a news program about his recent murders. And then Woods watches the pirate guy enter the building, and he goes to follow him. And he goes into the glasses store, and a West Indian guy is like, Hey, what do you need, man? What, do you need? what sort of glasses are you looking for? But Woods is like, no, no, just murder. And then he's like, okay, I'll be coming over here. And then you hear a... <laughs> and like one of his customers' heads blows off. He goes, oh, no, the nitroglycerin. Uh, plus half. Okay. <laughs> 
All right, Woods goes to the back and asks Pirate Guy what he has in a box, and the Pirate Guy's like, it's your head! Ha, 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 Hmm. <laughs> 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 he says, did you go and kill the daughter? It was mm. just like, uh, yeah, sure, baby, yeah. Yeah. Sure did. And Pirate Guy's like, like guess... <laughs> maybe we we'll... make... Oh, go ahead. No, you go. Go ahead. The Pirate Guy's like, maybe you want to visit someone else. And he holds up a flesh-colored tape and says, Open up, Woods! <laughs> now, this guy's not exactly, like, being so, like, you know, gentle with his chest pussy. No, he's just fucking jamming it in there. <laughs> now, why is it, like, look like a flesh thing instead of a videotape this time? I think it's just... <laughs> As he gets more and more hallucinatory, it's like all of the uh, the technology and the body meld more and more completely together. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. This is, this is the new flesh, Finn. Yeah, so James Wood's like acting all coy like, yeah, you could put that flesh thing in my chest. Boom. <laughs> yeah, but it's about to get like the movie Teeth. That, wow, that reminds me to pick Teeth at some point in the future. E so the, the pirate guy jams the flesh tape in him, but the pirate guy can't take his hand out this time. Yeah, cause and that, then, <laughs> that chest pussy is sucking on that fucking arm meat. And then the wind starts blowing his hair back, and he pulls back. I thought it was like a bloody stump, but I guess it's kind of like an explosive of some kind, Finn. It's exactly, yeah. Yeah. He's got was... those fresh TNT glasses attached to his hand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was also completely baffled. And we always say TNT. Why do we say TNT? It's because, well, this guy's backing up through the store with his, like, you know, missing stumpy arm holding some sort of square thing in his, well, skeletal stump. I thought it was shaped kind of like a Nerf football with, like, a tail. <laughs> See, he's going out for a pass, and then, well, he just blows up. Yeah. And he blows up in a way that leaves a giant opening in the wall for Woods to just walk out of. <laughs> yeah, he said, doesn't he say something about the new flesh, too, after that dude's dead? Uh, it's after he kills the other guy, which we'll get to in a second. Mm-hmm. Because Woods goes to a convention where Spectacular Obstacle is showing off their new line. And there's a weird-ass pantomime going on on stage, Finn, while Woods sits down at a table. It's like a weird, like, 70s, like, disco, like, dance routine going on. Yeah, and then it like gives way to a dance with a ton of head rolling involved, but Woods is uninterested until the optical guy comes up on stage, and then Woods gets up on there with him with his gross handgun, and optical guy tries to scramble, but he gets shot, and then Woods grabs the mic and shouts, Death to Videodrome! Long live the new Flesh! And <laughs> the Flesh bullets he shoots into optical guy pretty much start tearing his body apart from the inside yeah his uh his flesh gun created like its own fucking tumors in that dude's body so for once jake it most definitely was a tumor all right Vin, fair enough woods is on the run now walking down a train track somewhere and he sneaks through a cha chain link fence to an abandoned harbor yard and he hops on a boat that was condemned by the Toronto authorities. <laughs> and when he gets in there, I imagine he's going to find a scrambling Jennifer Love Hewitt on her hands and knees. 
But before that, there's an old ratty mattress on the ground, and everything's dripping everywhere. And I'm like, I guess this is home now. And there's a TV waiting for him, and Debbie Harry is on it. And Woods is like, well... Oh, no, she tells Woods, she's like, I've learned a lot. Okay. (laughs) Okay, then. So, I guess, so have we. And she says, you've hurt Videodrome, but you need to transform completely to destroy Videodrome. And then Woods is like, I guess I'm ready. And she tells him that in order to be the new flesh, he needs to kill the old flesh. So the Woods on the television is kneeling in front of a trash fire, and he raises his gross hand gun to his temple and says, long live the new flesh, as he pulls the trigger. And then a bunch of intestines burst out of the TV. And Woods, who's still watching, stands up in front of the trash fire now. And V does the same bit. I mean, we just watched it. Yeah, do you think he makes it? No. <laughs> and black. It's over! Yeah, it's kind of an anticlimactic ending there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of hoping for a little more. Well, it's like he was manipulated into murdering them, and then he kills himself. And they're like, we did it. We closed the loop. Yeah, yeah, it is a looper style, I guess. All right, Vinny. Well, you selected the movie. It falls on you to ask me the eternal question. Please proceed. Jake, did I scare you? No, I wouldn't say scare. Grossed out a little. A little bit. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I felt the same way. I was not scared. Little grossed out. I'd say like, here's a question for you. Out of the Cronenberg movies that we've watched so far, would you say this one grossed you out the most? Uh, by and large, yes. Although the end scene in the Brood is pretty rough. Yeah, that one still like plagues my mind every once in a while. Just her with that fucking growth on her side at the end was like, ooh, that was yeah. And then she eats it nope that one wins still that one wins (laughs) james this is is my favorite of the david cronenberg movies we've watched but uh i I would say i probably like possessor better yeah yeah that's baby cronenberg but yeah i gotcha yeah you know definitely um i'd say out of the the david cronenberg movies this one's probably the most fun it's like it's more fun and crazier than Scanners. Like Scanners was wild, but this one was just like Scanners was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awful. <laughs> I like Scanners. I had a lot of fun with Scanners. The acting is so bad that a lot of the time you're like, "Oh, this is awful." Yeah, at least this is like halfway decent acting coming yeah. out of James Woods and James Woods is a great actor. Yes, absolutely. That's why he keeps getting hired. He's had a rough few years, actually, but that's maybe more related to his personal life. But at any rate, um, yeah, I liked it. I thought I thought it was pretty great. Yeah, I I agree. I I it was a movie that I remember it being like, oh man, this movie's like overly violent and sexual, and I'm not sure if I actually really want to watch it or not. It's like I don't know how fucked up it is. You watch it, you're like, oh, it's just goofy, fucked up for sure. <laughs> Yeah, and if you ask me to, like, break down, like, beat for beat what's actually happening in the plot, at some point I'm like, uh, yeah, no, they tossed me off that truck. But yeah, it's immediately, yeah, it's immediately. Death to Videodrome, long live the new flesh. I'm like, yeah, that's a fun thing to shout, I'm with them. 
yeah sure there's like a sleeper agent thing and it's like some double agent type like you're gonna actually go kill these people who created video drum and then you're thinking to yourself how did they create it and they're like shut up so they put the bag over your head and they beat the chevy and throw you out of that truck they shit they just shot one for real torture and everyone started getting tumors i guess that's like how you just genuinely feel at any time that you watch a snuff film where you're like, I think I'm going to develop a tumor, mainly because this is not something I should be watching and God hates me. I think it's probably like the video in uh, the book Infinite Chest where people can't stop watching it because they're too entertained and then eventually they starve to death. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's also just a backwards way for me to brag. Yeah, I've read Infinite Chest, whatever. All right, gifable moment. No, we do. Who are you first? All right, gifable. Who are you moment. if you're I'm anyone in this gif- movie? Fit. Who am I? Um. Yeah, who are you? Are you video Joe? Video Joe. Video Joe. Um, I guess I would say I probably would be. Oh man, I don't know. I'll you go, go first. first. Yeah, you go first. I think I'd probably be Debbie Harry because if I had a call-in psychologist show, I'd probably also just be like, you're fucking crazy. This sister's not the problem. <laughs> Go get help, click. <laughs> guess I'm James Woods because I've I've fallen down some rabbit holes on some of the shit that I've seen. And just like, you know, you watch one thing and you're like, how can I top that? Okay, I guess I could watch this fucked up thing too. And realistically i guess this this show that we've created is its own video drone video drone video drone at any rate uh right okay uh vinny what is your most gifable moment (laughs) (laughs) come on (laughs) you say it so elegant (laughs) elegantly but yeah james woods fucking shoving his his gun in his chest pussy (laughs) I'm also going chess pussy, but in this case, it's the one where it closes up on the guy's hand and then he pulls back the bloody stuff. Yeah, it's a good one, too. And then when he he falls backwards and just explodes, it's pretty good. <laughs> I guess maybe kissing the television, too, would be a good one. Yeah, him sticking his head in the television just is like, just like... Yeah, anytime you're excited to watch something that night. Yeah, you're, or it's like NBA Finals, Game 6, and it's just like, I'm glued to my TV. They <laughs> <laughs> put me between those cheeks. <laughs> Nestle me in there, baby. That's right. All yes, right, Vinny. Do you have anything else you want to say about uh, Videodrome? Nah, not really. Can I ask a question? What did you think of Debbie Harry's performance in it? I thought she was okay. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously not really. I mean, she's a singer, not an actress, so a little stiff sometimes. I thought it was pretty wild that she was in this movie. Yeah, I mean, especially since, especially since, like, her character is very, like, well, obviously overly sexual driven, too, where she's got, like, some shit that she's chasing. Yeah, I'm just like... like Imagining someone like whipping Katy Perry in like a, a Brandon Cronenberg movie. I mean, I'm like, what? That'd be awesome. <laughs> I mean, or like Karen O or something, I guess, would probably be closer, but I, yeah, I guess so. 
<laughs> she's open to do what she wants to do creatively. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. so. It's the more PC way to say it, I guess. So, uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. All right, Vinny, uh, do we have any mail for this week? All right, you, you, this is an audio podcast, so rather than shaking your head, could you answer <laughs> verbally? Yeah, answers no. Okay. Well, in the unlikely event that people did want to email us, where could they reach us, Vin? You could do so at our email address that is just heaving and breathing and, and awaiting for your email. Yeah, lips pressed out, waiting for you to kiss it. It wants you to come into the mailbox. It just needs you. You could do so at our email at disbypod at gmail.com. That's disbypod at gmail.com. Or if instead they wanted to reach us on Instagram or Twitter, Vin? Instagram is did I scare you pod if I blanked on that did I scare you pod and uh Twitter is dis by pod all right please check us out all right then well we've gotten to the part of the week where I select the movie for next week and I had one ready I don't think <laughs> yeah wait I don't think we've discussed no no so I'm going in blind I have no idea what's next <laughs> That's right. I've changed my mind. I'm hitting on one, but in the middle of this episode, it occurred to me to do something so much better. Vinny, we will be watching the uh, 20-something, I don't remember what year movie, Teeth. Oh, God. Oh, no. That's right. Oh, no. Get ready for some Vangina Dentata. <laughs> Please tell me that was on their poster. <laughs> no, but a guy screams into the. We'll get to it. I'm very excited. Where I, can you find this movie? I don't know, man. But like wherever you can't do it. I love that I've break. I've broke you from like this bond of like we have to find movies that we that we have to like somehow be able to stream. Where it's like, who fucking cares if you if you want to see it, you're gonna see it. And, it. and it's like, if we can't find it. I just, it, uh, I would prefer the vast majority of movies we pick are ones that people can stream, which I feel like they are for the most part. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if you're gonna be able to find teeth. Maybe on Shudder. Shudder oh, you'll find teeth. Everywhere, literally. They're Where on Where you're your last head. looking for it, you'll find it. Or <laughs> your dentures. That, that you know? could have been, actually. <laughs> The tagline for that movie. <laughs> you can find it where you're last looking for it. Anyways, uh, I think that's about going to do it for us this week. Uh, a thank you as always to Rebel Escape Pod for their song Monster, which we use for our intro and outro. Uh, check them out on Spotify, and that'll do it. You have been listening to Did I Scare You? And I have been your host, Jake Albrecht. I am his co-host and America's little brother, Vin. And, uh, hey, thanks for the ride, lady. How you doing, lady? Thanks. Thanks for the ride. Thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride. Thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride. Thanks for the ride. Thanks for the ride, lady. Yeah. I want to